If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. The following podcast is not real, but my enthusiasm for it is. Also, it's part of the Ass Beaver Whoops I've Done It Again, the Earwolf Network. And it's sponsored by Hive of Prematurely Wealthy Millennial Tyrants, Cards Against Humanity. If you want to send a care package to Foon, send it to Cards Against Humanity, 1917 North Elston, Chicago, Illinois, 60642. Care of Arnie Niekamp, Vermilion Minotaur, Town of Hogsface, Land of Foon. And now, on your mark, get set, imagine. Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is all the things that you need to know. A year, about a year, about, a, I mean, not exactly, but about a year and a half ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the fantastical, magical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from that Burger King through the dimensional portal. I use that... Feline Zelig. <laughs> Thank you, Chunt. I use that to upload a podcast I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And I'm joined, as always, by my buddy, by my goon companion. Oh, yeah, baby. Chunt, the king of the badgers. Yeah, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. I thought to just try, you know, try interrupting you a little bit just, <laughs> just to see how you liked it. Just to throw in feline zelic yeah. at any at any point. I should probably tailor it to what you say. But yeah. I yeah. Could, yeah. The thing about feline zelic is it's really like it's so perfect and it's in right. Well, in that so, spot. I'll stop you there. Okay. Yeah, the word's so perfect. Don't, so perfect. That's an oxymoron. Sean, how you been, bud? I've been okay. I, I'm a little depressed, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to put on a happy face. What's up? What are you depressed? Um, just, well, this is big because I feel like you were cursed to die. Yeah. It seemed like you were going to die for yeah. a long time. And that, for the most part, didn't seem to make you depressed. What is it that's actually making you depressed? Well, after the curse was removed, I felt good. I felt, you know, loved and alive. But now I feel like I had this cool, you know, side project with the Insane Crown Posse. Yeah. And then, you know, like, 
Angelo, the horse king, did not invite me to his party. Yeah. And I just feel really left out. You know, it doesn't feel good to be excluded. Like, I want to be wanted. Yeah. You know? You were part of the posse. Are you Are you no longer part of the, the Insane Crown Posse? The Wait. gathering, the hunting and gathering of, uh, of, of the animal, king, of yeah. animal kings? We haven't, I haven't talked to him. I heard secondhand that the horse party was amazing. I heard, you know, I guess there's like a ton of horses there and they're getting drunk and they're getting massages. But uh, yeah, I haven't talked to him. I don't know if I'm going to. Right now, I really want to, you know, invest in you and Usador. Because you guys are my main thing. Oh, wow. So things aren't so great with the insane crown posse. So you come running back to your old pals. Yeah. I mean, if you'll have me. I have to say, horse massage, that sounds like a lot of work. Right? I wouldn't know. I wasn't at the party. You weren't at the party. That's right. Oh, do you know who may know? Usador, massager of animal of all sorts. I, not even the octopus stuff, turn me away from my warm and needing grip. I, I shall surely massage an elephant if it did ask. Wow. Oh, by the way, my other co-host is Usador. Aye, Usador the Blue. Oh, if I come across a rhinoceros that doth look a bit tense, I shall give it the warmest of massages. We've never really talked about the fact that Usador is a is a real massage guy. Like, he likes the massage. Oh, yes, yes. Who doesn't like to get a massage? Yeah, usually when you're inter- making the introduction, he's behind you rubbing your shoulders. <laughs> I know. That's true. If you're not hearing him talk at the beginning, he's finishing up the massage. That's why I always seem yeah. so mm-hmm. relaxed. Yes. The best yes. is when he uses, my favorite is sometimes he'll have me kind of lie on the table and he'll take some hot rocks. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he, he'll. It's I think they're his magical rocks and he'll put them on your back and it feels so good. Oh, yes. boy, yeah. yeah. Don't let him put his rocks on you. Yes. Oh, 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 sometimes I have thought to myself, perhaps I should not massage Arnie before the show, and he would pay he attention, would, do a better job, yeah. be I'd more be, engaged. Be more in the, actually, yeah, more alert. Yes, exactly. But it's a good combination. I've been drinking a lot of red potion lately to, like, keep my energy up, and mm-hmm. so the combination of the massage and the red potion, it puts me in a real interesting space. Are you, I'm going to ask you this one time. Are you becoming reliant on red potion? Do you have a problem? I do not have a problem, okay. but I am reliant on it. And where are you getting all of this red potion? I found a big crate of it. And you're sure it's not cruel aid? What? It's not cruel, what? Cruel aid. Cruel aid? Yeah. Yes. What is cruel aid? Well, you take this, it comes in a, a little pouch, like a, a witch or a, or a sorcerer, an evil one will put this little red powder in a pouch. Mm-hmm. And then you pour it in some water and you pour in some sugar, and it's evil. <laughs> it's evil? Yes. Yeah. It's the most evil drink you can drink. <laughs> the most evil drink I can drink? Yes, One it's time cruel. I accidentally drank some. Like, I, I wasn't watching, and I accidentally drank some, and all of a sudden I had, like, this fever dream, and this big dude burst through a wall, and he just pointed at me. He's like, oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, was it the Cruel-Aid man? Uh, I don't know who he is. <laughs> you don't Why know. would I know? You're like, I just some big away. dude. Yeah. I ran away. Yeah. If someone smashes through a wall, you don't say, hey, sir, what's yeah. your name? No. No. You run. You run. Hey, let's talk to our guest. I'm very excited. Uh, we're joined by, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Gracie? Yes, that's correct. Gracie, who is uh, the last of the remaining singled out folk? Yeah, that, I, that's me. I'm all that's left. And what are the... I'm, I'm so sorry, first of all. My condolences. Did how? Or congratulations if you won. Yeah. No, it's condolences. Is the goal oh, of... Sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't know if the goal of a singled out person was to be the last one, because you're singled to out. Be, yeah. To be singled out? No, that wasn't the goal. Oh, boy. Well, I'm so sorry. Well, well first of all, 
Gracie, who are the singled out folk or who were the singled out folk? Well, the singled out folk, we thought for sure one day we'd all go to the to the promised land together. We'd all reside on the great pillow in the sky. But then one by one, they all went without me. And now I'm wondering, is there a great pillow in the sky? Oh, yes. I'm all that's left now. So are the single folk like a sort of religious sect or a or I mean, this is a word. I don't. This word is a strong word, like a cult. Uh, I wouldn't use the word cult, but but would other people use the other word? Other people <laughs> use the word cult pretty sure. liberally to yeah. describe us. Yeah, is that like when you come into town? Is do you hear the word cult a lot? Yeah, we walk in and they're like, "Look at that cult," or they're like, "There goes the cult." Yeah, or the worst one is when they're like, "Here comes the cult." <laughs> Here comes the cult. It's terrible when they say it. Yeah. There was a, I don't know if, you, I don't know if what we've told you, there was a cult in Foon where um, all the members of the cults, uh, they cut off their genitalia. Oh, no. They drank some Kool-Aid. <laughs> and they all uh, wore this specific type of sandal. Yeah. And then there was a great rock that shot across the sky. Yeah. And as the rock cro- shot across the sky, they killed themselves. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Real tragic. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And also, yeah, I, I welcome Gracie. Um, I don't believe in the big pillow in the sky. It seems ridiculous that there's a giant pillow in the sky, right? This is a problem that I uh, come up against in Foon all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, everything here is fantastic and weird, so it's hard for me to know what stuff is ridiculous in Foon and what stuff is just literally true in Foon. I, th- I think I think there's no reason to not believe that people are telling you the truth most of the time. Sure, uh, but I understand your quandary. Uh, is it difficult to know if this young gentleman here has just been uh, bamboozled uh, by a cult and has uh, uh, made a fool of himself? Did you make a fool of yourself? I don't think I made a fool of myself. Okay, but you said that they all went without you. Does that mean that they all went and are on the great pillow? Well, here's the troubling part. They all died. Oh. Mm. And I don't know mm. if they're... Resting their gentle heads on a soft, welcoming pillow in the sky, or if there's just nothing afterwards. Ah, so you didn't see them ascend to a pillow and they just were like, screw you, buddy, we're gone. <laughs> no, I saw them die. No room for you in the big pillow in the sky. They didn't say that before they left. They what what did would, they say before? They what? moaned. Oh, boy. Uh, mm, various sad. moans, various illnesses, and a few accidents. Sure. But one by one, they all went. Over, like, what's, what period of time did all this Over, like, happen? 14 years. Oh, okay. Wow. So it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't, like, all at once. No. Just a natural, like, they just naturally died off. Yeah, a few of them were older. Sure. Well, I heard, Gracie, I heard that George burned, right? Yeah. Wasn't there a member named George and he, he burned alive? Yeah, George burned. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear, Gracie. He, he was tending to the, to the, to the tins. Sure. And he died. Mm, very he sad. Now, uh, uh, the most cults uh, survive and continue to grow by uh, recruitment, which it sounds like you're terrible at. Yeah, well, I keep asking people. Every time I go into town, they're like, here comes the cult. Mm-hmm. There goes the cult. Oh, look, a cult. And then I'm like, you guys want to hang out? And they all keep saying just culty things. Well, well let's sure. role play a little bit. Pretend like you want to recruit us into your cult. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, door here the comes the cult. Here comes the cult. Here comes the cult. I'm, I'm, oh, here's cult oh, face. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, see, no, see, wait, wait. We come have back. found the crux of your problem here. What? You give up too easily. You think that's the problem? Do you think the people of Bonestown, when they drank that Kool-Aid, if they would have given up, that they would have got to the pillow in the sky? I don't, I don't know what would have happened if they'd given up. 
Here, try push. Let's let's reset. Reset. No, okay, another reset. Yeah, another yeah. role play. Here comes the Colts. Here comes uh, the, the Colts. Don't coming. say that. Here comes the Colts. I'll make Here you. Comes I'll make you go to that pillow in the sky. You'll regret the day you. Okay. Well, wow. maybe not, maybe not threatening. Yeah. Maybe also, not threatening. don't we want to go to the pillow in the sky? Right. I sure thought I did, but now I'm getting nervous. Gracie, oh, Gracie, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We're here to help. Gracie, what? I, I would love a little backstory on, like, what do the singled-out folk believe? Is it just there's a pillow in the sky you go to, or is there anything more to it? Um, well, there's a lot more to it. Okay. Arnie, have you ever slept without a pillow? Yes. How'd your neck feel in the morning? Not great. Imagine eternity. Mm-hmm. With a neck that's relaxed. Yeah. That's what we believe the pillow in the sky provides. Oh, you'd like to have a relaxed neck? May I? Oh. <laughs> yeah, let, let you sit over and massage you. This is nice. Wow. I like it. I've got a knot right here. I can really feel a knot. I'm going to stick my thumb into that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that feels good. Okay. That okay. feels good. Keep talking, though. Sorry. Keep I talking. sleep on rocks. Oh. Oh. Yeah. By choice? Yeah. That's really the only requirement of being in the singled out folk. Is that you sleep on rocks and you believe there's a pillow in the sky. So by waiting until to receive your reward in the afterlife, you, you suffer in this life by sleeping on rocks so that you may enjoy the pillow even more in the afterlife. Oh, I see. Have you ever eaten a bad peach? Oh, yes. yeah. No. I don't no. think I've ever eaten a peach. We don't need to really talk nice. about that, but... Fascinating. Anyway, to bring please, to a grinding halt. <laughs> well, I just don't know. Yes, I am. I don't know how to continue. I mean, imagine if you've only eaten bad peaches and then you eat a good peach. Sure. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good peach that much better? Yeah. Now imagine a life where you've only eaten good peaches. Do you appreciate a good peach? I guess so, but here's my question. Gracie, like, far be it for me to ever judge someone else's religion, but, like, to spend your whole life... Denying yourself the one thing you want just in hopes that in the afterlife you'll have that thing mm-hmm. just seems weird. Like, come on, ooh, baby, don't you know what that works? Let's make heaven a place on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with that saying. Uh, we say it every I've day. always heard it as, ooh, baby, you already know how this operates. It's clear to all of us. Why don't we simply make things better here on food and enjoy things here as if the afterlife were happening now? Sure. A very pithy food saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes saying, you know, different people have different sayings. Different and things mean different things. Different things mean different, different things. things. Now, Gracie, uh, 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 pardon me for pointing this out, uh, but you're the only member of the cult left. You could change all of the rules if you wanted to. I suppose. You're the leader of the cult now. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I didn't do that. You already were. In in that case, I've been the leader of the cult for two and a half years now. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. They've been, so you've been the last one for a long time. Yeah, it's been a rough couple years. That's terrible. Hey, have uh, you guys ever... Yes. Um, when, how do you wake up in the morning? What What gets you up in the morning? I am laying flat on my back. And then I'm immediately at 90 degrees, <laughs> standing on my feet. And there's usually like a like there's usually a uh, yes, there's usually a, some some noise associated with sound it. That, uh, I'm I'm fully naked. I I then fly through my chimney out of my hovel, uh, and then I'm fully clothed once I leave the chimney. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it does. That's Great. exactly what I was looking for. There's three ways three ways I wake up. One with a sense of duty for being king of the badgers. Two, for a sense of friendship, waking up in the morning just so I can make sure I spend time with my friends and look forward to that. Or three, a giant man bursts through my wall. How many times has the third one happened? Just the once, but I dream about it every night. <laughs> every night? Every night. Wow. And you, Arnold, how do you wake? 
Well, you know, I every day, every night, I'm like, I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to get going, I'm going to go out and get that lunar sword, and then I usually wake up kind of early, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm let's, gonna... let's put a number on early. <laughs> no, every, I'm like, I'm going to get up with the sun, I'm going to get out there, get the lunar sword, uh-huh. and then, you know, I kind of, like, I go back to sleep for a little bit, okay, there and then go. I get up, and then I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll read in bed, and Ugh. so I read a little bit. I feel like when you stayed with me every morning, I had to come in and I'd be like, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. And I'd be like, come back in nine minutes. Now, Gracie, uh, uh, since you're the leader of the cult now uh, and you want to recruit more people into the cult, you could change all the rules and make it much more enticing for people to join. Yeah, yeah some you, incentives. Yes, exactly. What if you, uh, what if you uh, gave them all free candy? I don't Ooh. have any candy. Oh, okay. Um, what, what do you have? Yeah, what do you have to work with? Well, we've got robes. Oh, free robes. Ooh, free robes. Destroyed my cult. Get a free robe. Hey, yeah. I've got to say right right off the bat, that's enticing to me. I could use a robe. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have this uh, vermilion minotaur, this weird vermilion minotaur like bathrobe I was given, but it's a little too small. Well, would you like to be one of the singled out folk? I'll give you a robe. Um, it's a start. I'm. I'm. I haven't walked away. I'm still listening, Gracie. Okay. Well, now, there was a cult that I knew of that operated entirely on the beach side, and they built fun little huts and fun uh-huh. uh, beach, you know, furniture, and that was called Cabana. And they had a great time just hanging out at the beach together. Well, we operate in a marsh far inland. Mm. Mm. Uh, Less enticing. Uh, mm. And we, we don't live in huts so much as we just live out in the open. To embrace all that we have. So so you live in the marsh. We live in the marsh. And you've brought in a bunch of rocks to sleep on. Correct. In the marsh. So in your early years of being a member of the Singled Out Folk, your primary position in, is carrying rocks from uh-huh. the mountains into the marsh. Wow. And then once you've done that for a few years, then then you get to move on. Sure. Move on to what exactly? To sleeping on the rocks. Oh, oh, so first you're probably like half drowning at night in the marsh. Yeah. And then you get to sleep on the rocks. Right. And so what? first you get the marsh, then you get the rocks, then you get the sleep. Right. Then you get the women. And Oh, no. We don't have women in our cult. Oh, oh. no women in oh. the cult oh. at all. See, there's, there's a huge problem right there. Sure. But you should, I mean, a cult, it would be much more fun. The singled out cult, you could invite in like a Jenny. And then if, if Jenny doesn't want to do it anymore, you could bring in a Carmen. Yeah. That'd be fun. Probably someone after that. Does it matter? Does it? No. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life 
by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Well, we should really all uh, put our heads together and help Gracie think up some new ideas. Really brainstorm. Yeah, you know? yeah. what's Let's next? We're all... Oh, oh whoa, Usador. Usador, oh, are you all right? The Resonant Stone is speaking to me. Oh, the Resonant Stone, where we get messages from Otak oh, and Flower. Oh, gorgeous. And gorgeous. And gorgeous, the singing potato that we never seem to hear, but is definitely there. Shit. Oh, shit, shit. We're checking in. Um, it's been a crazy day. There's so much blood. We made contact with a falsetto marauder. It was the closest we've been to Activia since we began our quest. We saw it in the... Well, we heard it first, and we saw him in the distance. Oh, God. We rode up as stealthily as we could. It was our ultimate opportunity to get information on where the falsetto marauder camp was. Right, right. And then... Uh, you can say it. I cut him in half lengthwise. Immediately. He like was immediately. Did not even get a syllable was out of his mouth before Krom cut him in half lengthwise. I just want to say I feel terrible. I thought that the whole thing was if we see a falsetto marauder, ki- kill them as quickly as possible. If, there, if Activia was in sight and there was a gang of them, sure. But when there's one... And we don't know where they are. No, we didn't clarify the rules. I, we didn't talk We didn't it. talk ahead of time. I just thought, that's the bad guy. We know it's a bad guy. Right. We agreed it was a, the bad guy. It's really hard to stay mad at you, Crom. But look, damn it. I'm trying to make it up. I kind of put him back together a little bit. Well, I push, if he push the pieces back together, he, you know, maybe yeah. we can still get Yeah, maybe if we had a fucking necromancer, that would mean something. But we don't. Here we go. Don't, the head don't, don't do that. Don't. That's, I mean, that's and even, that's a lot for me. Uh, that's hey, a lot. look, he's waving. Hello. Oh, Hello. Come on. Hello. Come on. Oh. oh, you're looking for Activia. I could help you out <laughs> with kind, that. That's kind of funny. Mm. This reminds me of that time Cut, I spent a weekend at my Uncle Bernie's house. Oh. Wow. wow. Man, a lot of action going on in that quest. Oh, yes, uh, they found a falsetto marauder now finally closer to their goal of bringing back Otok's daughter, Activia. They've been out there a long time. Like, how long does it take to walk across all of Foon? Uh, are they walking? I I don't... (laughs) They shouldn't have walked. (laughs) I guess that's true. 
Also, like, I, I don't know if they're just sort of wandering, if they have a specific destination. Well, I really should have asked. It's really, uh, it's on me as an interviewer to not really, he- before they left, ask them, like, Boy, where are you going? It is on you. Yeah. But speaking of me being a mediocre interviewer, Gracie, let's get back to what's going on with the last of the singled out folk. Okay. I have a question about the, the beliefs of your cult. Okay. The big pillow in the sky, right? Yeah. Is it so? It's it's one giant pillow that everybody sleeps on. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So we're all on this giant pillow. We're all comfortable. There's no more hardship or heartache. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're embraced by the softness of it, mm-hmm. and we're grateful for the for the comfort it brings us. A pillow, though, like uh-huh. after a certain size, like a pillow probably isn't really good at doing what a pillow does. Like it will probably feels great for your body, but it's ironically not great neck support. So if you're in the pillow in the sky and one person's on one end of the pillow and the other person's on the other end and one jumps, does the other person fly up into the air? Yeah, that's how pillows work, isn't it? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> He's king of the badgers. Hey, come on. He's king of the badgers. Oh. Sorry I don't believe in your pillow in the sky. I have a hard time grasping it. I'm sorry that you're... I believe in a spirit in the sky. I'm sorry. You believe in a spirit badgers. in the sky? Spirit in the sky. You know, I've never really... <laughs> Are you going to go there before you die? What? No. How about after you die? Yeah, probably. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I've never, you know, I'm just realizing I've never asked Chunt what he believes. Like, I kind of, I think I know what Usador believes because he talks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But Chunt, like, what are your religious beliefs? I believe that thousands of years ago, a woman came to Foon mm-hmm. and her name was Sissy Space Chick. She was from space. Mm-hmm. Her name's Sissy, Sissy Space Chick. Sissy Space Chick. Sissy Space Chick. And she carried with her. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the blood of all the innocent. Wow. And she, she dumped it over her head. Do you have any idea what her father's occupation was by any chance? I think he was maybe, he did something with coal. Oh, um, maybe like a coal miner? Maybe. Mm-hmm. That sounds about, about sure. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe that she came here, she dumped blood on herself as a sacrifice. When she did it, she's like, what did I do? And she, like all the doors in Foon shut. Wow. And uh, and then she ascended upward into the sky. So I think she's now a spirit in mm-hmm. the sky. And uh, I feel like when I die, hopefully I get welcomed into her embrace. Yeah. So modern. So modern. <laughs> Surely she sleeps atop a pillow. I hope so, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure it's like a regular size pillow, though. I don't believe that's the destination. I think that's part of her home. I just feel like a regular size pillow in the sky is probably more useful than a giant pillow in the sky. Now, what I believe is that the goddesses Fu, U, and Un created all of these things. And that if you tell me about a pillow in the sky or sissy space chick, I believe that this is all possible. Mm -hmm. That all of these things under the umbrella of the three goddesses may exist. I have no reason to doubt your pillow. I have a little reason. But uh, overall, I'm willing to give it a shot. So you believe that your religion can encompass all of the religions, and they're all you sort of the it, same baby. thing. I don't know what you're spoken, but you seem Baha'i. What do you believe, Arnold? I don't believe anything, really. Sounds I, about right. I was, raised, I was raised in a religion that's very popular on my world uh, called Catholicism. And What um, is it called? It's called Catholicism. And it's, oh, and it's sounds popular. like you're choking. Catholicism? <laughs> and it's popular. It's pretty popular. They were like running down the streets with Catholicism flags. Yeah, more or less, practically. Okay. Uh, and then I, you know, I kind of have, over the years, come to not really believe in much of anything. Oh. Uh, I believe, I, yeah, I kind of don't believe in anything. But you know what? Here I am. Do you want to become Th- a sissytologist? 
a sissy tologist? Is that that's what my the sissy beliefs space, are. This, uh, sissy space chick. Wow, we're, we're called sissy tologists. Sissy tologists. Mm-hmm. What would it take for me to to join? Well, we'd have to sit in a room, and you'd have to tell me your secrets, and uh-huh. I would um, write those down, and then you would gain a level uh-huh. every time you told me enough secrets. Uh and then if you gained enough levels, you'd be able to meet Sissy, uh, you know, in, in the sky, in, uh-huh. her, in, in the bedroom. Oh, I think I'm going to L Ron away from that one. What? Never mind. Earth people are... Mm, say it. Loving it. Now, Arnie, you say you don't believe anything, but I don't know if that's true. Really? Yeah. Do you believe in the goodness of your fellow person? I do. Do you believe that in order to achieve good, you have to sacrifice? Um... Uh, generally. Do you like wearing robes? I, I do. I think I, I would probably look good in a robe. And I have to say, I'm excited to live in a world now where it's probably far more acceptable to me to just walk around in a robe. Like, look, my form, probably the thing I should be wearing is a robe. But in my world, if I just walk around in a robe, people are not going to, it's going to be weird. That for, sounds like a terrible place to live. For the record, I'm on board with all the things you mentioned, too. Yeah. Robes, good people, helping, sacrifice, I love it. You are? Griffey, yeah. I got to say, from when you first pitched us to now, like the timing of that, the way you found yourself in, the way you talked, I mean, you have really yeah. done a great job. A little charisma. Let's give... Let's Let's give Grace here on a book. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Yeah, man. Thank you so, so much. So, uh, uh, do you think now you can go out and recruit people into your cult more easily? I feel like now that there are four of us, I think it's going to be Wait, Oh, we didn't. Easy. I don't think we said we joined. You gave me a round of applause. No, we were just saying, like, your pitch. You, you, you've you progressed. You've you've done really well on yes, honing your pitch. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, this one gigantic role play we've been doing this whole time. Yeah. Thumbs up. Well, Gracie, I, I'm sorry if we led you on. Like, you sort of said we were role playing, and I guess you didn't know when the... Sometimes it's hard to know when the role play begins and ends, but we were playing, you know, sort of characters similar to ourselves. but it, that's over now, and now everything that we're saying is literally true. Can I ask your cult, instead of joining the cult, can I just, like, give a donation or do something to where I can, if if it happens, if it turns out that that was the, if your religion or cult was the real thing, that I'm just kind of covering my bases? Um, Does that make sense? Like a side bet? Yeah, I, yeah, I understand the concept <laughs> of a side bet. Uh, we'll accept donations of rocks. Okay. Usador? Usador's got a lot of rocks. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, the idea of going to the swamp and collecting rocks does sort of appeal to me. I'm, you sort of, I'm surprised that you are not Swamp already in Knight. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not already in this cult, Usador. I mean, they, they, they sacrifice. They yeah. believe in the goodness of people. Sleeping on a pillow would be nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind sleeping on rocks. I've slept on worse things on my adventures and my quests. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing you've ever slept on, Usador? Uh, the dead body of a horse that was bisected. Oh, Oh, wow. I slept on the inside of it. Oh, on the inside. Did you still wake up at a 90-degree angle? Oh, yes. 90-degree angle. Shot right out of that horse. Blew straight up into the sky. No horse chimney. guts everywhere. Yes. I wish that was Angelo. You know, I find... I, I, look, I'm going to be honest about this whole falling out of the insane crown posse. I, I, I find the insane crown posse kind of annoying. What? It's a miracle we even found each other. <laughs> I, find, I, find, I find you guys kind of like... Kind of weird, and I feel like you're sort of a grosser version of yourself when you're with them. But also, like, if he's your friend, you should make an effort to kind of, like, make up with him. You're right. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. You're a good host. I can tell you from experience that being alone isn't something you want to do long term. 
Gracie, how have you been, been spending the time by your... Have you been out there in the in the swamp for like two years all by yourself? Two and a half years. In the beginning part of the week, I make a trek to the mountain. In the later part of the week, I make a trek back to the marsh. Is that Sherman's Marsh? Yeah, it's Sherman's Marsh. Correct. I hate that guy. He's not all that bad. He let he lets us set up camp in his marsh. Yeah, but he also allows a lot of fires. He does allow a lot of fires. Oh, marsh fires are the worst. But marsh fi- marsh fires bring April flowers. I, I know what? that saying. What is that? You know that Never saying? Mind. I know that saying. You sort of. What's your version of that saying? Uh, when there is a marsh fire setting a flame, it's even more likely than the that these the process by which water is evaporated into the air and then returns to the earth in the form of rain is even greater. And with this increased amount of rain, so doth increase the amount of flowers grown. But be careful. Do not kill a flower lest you know it is not sentient. Yep, that's the same way I know it. Well, Gracie... Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, good luck to you getting other people to join your cult. Or, you know, maybe you should even consider just joining someone else's cult. Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a lifer for the single folks, but I just want to thank the three of you, uh, Arnie, Eustador, and the other guy. I feel like the Chinese. three of you have provided me with the necessary skills to go out there and get people to join. That's great. I think you're going to be a huge success. Yay! And I think now you know how to, you know, uh, win friends and influence people. Thank you. So, Arnold, can I open one of these packages? Yeah, people, we've been finding packages behind the Vermilion Minotaur addressed to me. People have been shoving them through the portal. He is tearing that apart Uh, with his mouth. uh, It says says on uh, part of the box, it says, inside and out, this package is proudly recycled. Ooh. And then there's some some of this weird earth material inside, and then a little box. Ooh, let me grab that. Oh, it's fun to pop. Yeah, pop those little things. And then there's some black, very delicate paper. Oh, and then in there, there's a little scroll. Now, let me read this scroll to everyone. Oh, yes. Wow, that's quite a, that's a lot of text on that scroll. This keeps going. Usador the Blue, I write to you for two very important reasons. The first of which being to tell you of your secret names, which you yourself do not know. Mm. You may choose... To read the following to yourself or aloud. Too late. <laughs> you are known in the Hudson Valley as Rip Van Magic Pants. Add that to the list of things I can barely remember. Enclosed is a magic rock, my gift to you, which I procured from a surly lobster shapeshifter question mark on a recent trip to Cape of the Cape of Cod. Use it well. I hope it helps you in your quest to defeat the Dark Lord. Would if I could help you. Yours, White Witch, La Blanchita. Ooh. Oh, thank you, La Blanchita. I can't wait to take a look at this rock. Oh, yes. Remove carefully. LB. <laughs> yes. Oh, piece of beautiful red cloth that reminds me of the lovely Genlevia. Oh, 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 there's some sand in here. Oh, good. All right. Oh, Fresh from the beach. What a beautiful rock. Thank you, White Witch. I shall use it well. Did did she say what magic it it had? I can tell. You can tell. Like, just eyeballing it. What kind of magic does that rock have? Mm, I'm guessing it can, like, poke a guy's eye out. Oh, magic. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's a lovely rock, and I thank you again, La Blanchita. Yeah, and as usual, you know, we've actually gotten a bit behind on our emails, but you can email me at magictavern at puppies.supplies. It's a real email address. Uh, I'm sorry we can never answer all your emails, but we do. I do try to read all of them. Here's one we got recently. I haven't heard Usador's pipe smoking noises in a while. Has the Master of Light and Shadow quit smoking from Chris Brayton? Pronounced Brayton, but you guys can say it however you want to. How do you want to say Chris Brayton's name? Dog Shanks Brinkle Sleeves. All right, thank you, uh, Chris Dog Shanks Brinkle Sleeve. Usador, uh, I, I haven't seen, I mean, you still carry the pipe around? I haven't seen you smoke that pipe in a while. Oh, yes. Well, uh, I, I don't smoke it as much on the podcast uh, as, as, as I used to because I, I know it bothers people in an enclosed area, so I, I take it outside. Now. Yeah, also Blemish, one of the things that Blemish has done in the tavern is made it so people are not Ugh. allowed to smoke inside the tavern. Blemish always coming up with new rules. All right, apparently you can only have 15 drinks and then you're a drunk mess. So, Usador, have you been smoking less because you have to go outside to smoke? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can maybe quit? Quit quit the pipe? I, I suppose, yes, of course. All right. Should I? I mean, it's kind of a dirty habit. Maybe uh, you, maybe wear your eye patch. I could wear my eye patch instead, Yeah, that I might suppose. just help you. I'll let I you feel like wearing you, an eye patch is just as good as smoking a pipe. Well, when you can't see the smoke, you don't... When you can't see the pipe, you don't want to smoke the pipe. Mm-hmm. So, out of sight, yeah. out of mind. Or so. you can just take the pipe and just kind of, like, gnaw on it, like, gum it. I suppose I could just, yeah, just do the gum method. Yeah, yeah. That, that would work, too. Sure. Yeah, I think any of those would work. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. Gracie. And now our show Bible is complete, because we finally answered the call of the masses and described our characters' morning rituals. In the Marvel Universe, this would be known as Phase 34. Usador, the masterclass on not waiting your turn, was played by Matt Young. Remember not to operate heavy machinery or drive a vehicle while enjoying Chunt, as played by Adel Refai. Gracie, the lonely cult member, was played by special guest Scott Elam. Scott performs with Sears Tower at Chicago's I.O. Theater, and he's also the producer of the Third Coast Improv Fest in Nashville, Tennessee, and sometimes he wears shoes. To learn more about the festival, visit thirdcoastimprovfest.com. Submissions are now open. Otak Barleyfoot was played by Nick Bear. Flower was played by Brooke Bright. Crom the Fingarian was played by Mark Logsdon. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Ryan DeGiorgi, Evan Jacover, and Arnie Niekamp. This episode edited by Evan Jacover. Craig, take the mic while I incinerate the chore wheel as the recyclables continue to go unsorted. Uh, I thought the chore wheel was still in the planning phase. Uh, but music by Andy Poland, logo by Allard LeBon, additional audio effects by Jason Knox, production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Visit us at HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, remember, if you want to see Magic Tavern live, uh, you have a couple chances. First, in Chicago on August 16th as part of the Sounds Like Chicago podcast festival. That's at the Steppenwolf Theater. Uh, you'll find a link in the live show section of HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com. And we're also going to be a part of the big Now Hear This podcast festival in Anaheim, California in October, along with WTF, Comedy Bang Bang, Lore, Super Ego, and a lot of other shows that make us look cool for being a part of it. Get more info about that at NowHearThisFest.com. Craig, come here and take a look at this. Is this clear glass? Uh, I guess not. I don't know. Is it not clear? Because I would say it is clearly tinted storm cloud gray. We shoot all this into space anyway. 
For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.